deep breath in and a slow breath out. Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Breathing is important, but um, it's also important, Pat, here because you know, when last episode, Pat, you weren't here, right? We were missing you. So, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, it's tough sometimes to, to make it to everything, but uh, I heard you had a really good time and a great conversation. Oh, yes. And that was a beautiful conversation as well, because, you know, when uh, uh, we finally met, you know, Yolanda and our guest, right, mm. uh, Nat, then we figured out that, you know, part of the life of Yolanda was influenced a lot by, by Nat through our presentation and something, and that was an interesting gather. It's like, wow, the first time they met each other, Mm. Um, from after that, and that, that was that was beautiful to just see and notice, right? Um, live in the podcast, so that that was super cool. Um, so uh, another thing that we did with the podcast, right? Like gathering and uh, people, connecting from people, yeah. and connecting people. That's amazing. So um, today, instead, we so I, I I don't know. You have any news you want to share? Um, no, nothing. Nothing really that stands out. Um, you know, newsletters coming out, classes as usual. Mm. I guess something exciting, uh, kind of for me, but I guess also for Kindrel is I'm going to be doing uh, MBSR training mm. to, to teach MBSR nice. this month. <clears throat> so the plan is we're going to start teaching, or at least we'll we'll teach one cohort of MBSR and see how that lands in the Kindrel population after the summer beautiful beautiful and uh, okay so I, i'm not giving any news right i think we shared newsletter just last week we shared all the information maybe i mentioned that if somebody didn't get a newsletter um let me know so we can add you in the distribution list for next time it's just a channel it's like by email right this time but also you can read it on the publisher page right? so that's that's the idea you know, newsletter news is always important. Awareness is always important, right? And about awareness and responses as well, we will discuss with uh, Estella that is here with us as our guest of today. So Estella, uh, thank you for joining our podcast and welcome. Thanks to you for creating this mindful community. <laughs> I mean, I love to the fact that both of you are sustaining this space, which I think are very much needed to continue strengthen our practice in mindfulness, which is very much needed um, in our lives and in our work. Mm. So congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Gracias. Thank you. So we are talking with, uh, you know, uh, Estela Quesada Sujeros, that she is in Spain, but she's part of the mindfulness community, IBMer. Uh, and that recently actually just published a book that is such an unusual thing for, you know, for IBMers in general, that, you know, and I don't think that maybe I'm like publishing books here and there. So it's something interesting describing, uh, you know, something about mindfulness. So the book is called My Mindful Response. We put all the links below about it and would like to talk about this, Estella, and also, uh, how did you come to write a book about mindfulness, right? Um, but let's start from, what is mindfulness then for you and how did you meet mindfulness along your journey <laughs> mindfulness uh, for me is is a way 
to live. It's a mm -hmm. way to live, bringing the attention to what it is, and of course, accepting or intending at, at least trying to accept things as they are, accepting things as they are. This is the definition, and uh, this acceptance part of the definition, uh, not judgment, not judging what it is, I think is the key, key element once we have the ability to focus our attention. I think is acceptance is the, the great work that we have to do. And sometimes, you know, accepting, it looks like we were passive uh, diet. Uh, we don't want to take action to to make things uh, for the better, mm. but not at all. I think acceptance is a very active. Uh, it requires a lot of uh, a lot of attention, and it's it's really wisdom to understand what it is that is happening, whether uh, it is something that I like more or less, but is what it is right and then mm. based on that decide okay what i'm gonna be doing with what it is emerging in the moment so so that's mindfulness for me is a way of living that we can apply in every aspect of our lives um and, and i feel so thankful and how did i got to know uh, how did i did i get to know about mindfulness it was so funny because <laughs> Uh, you know, those, one was those uh, one of those documentaries that they put on the public television mm. that nobody look at. Um, me neither, right? I never look at those documentaries. Now, sometimes, uh, if I put the TV on, but now I don't usually turn on the TV. But at that point in time, I never watch a, a, a documentary. And yeah. suddenly, I don't know how, I turn the TV, I see a documentary, and they were talking about stress. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about burnout, and it was so funny because they shared the story of a project manager, which I was a project manager at that point in time, working in a global project. Mm -hmm. So they shared a story of a project manager working in a global uh, in a global project. That project manager was working at IBM in IBM. Can you imagine? Yeah. And they were sharing the story of this lady that at one point in time, after having, I don't know how many period, how long a period of not having holidays, not having vacation, mm. right? This woman had a panic attack and anxiety, uh, anxiety uh, situation, mm -hmm. and she couldn't take on a fly to go to the nest uh, work activity and uh, for for the for the launch of the next project so when i heard that story i could see myself very well represented in in spanish we have a saying that says uh, when you see the meaning is somehow when you have when you see someone experiencing something mm -hmm. prepare yourself because you may come next right so i could see myself very well represented in that documentary and, and they were talking about the experience of this lady. They were talking about the police, for example. Uh, they were talking on what was the period to recover after very stressful situations, etc. And they talk about the magic word that was 
mindfulness. So that was the first thing that uh, they were uh, sharing all the science around what means mindfulness, what is the impact, what it is that mindfulness does in our brain, in our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. And why it is that it was important. So at that point in time, I said, look, what is this mindfulness thing? I need to find out. And I started reading books, looking for things, looking for information. Um, and then the magic happened a little bit later when I was taking myself a week of holidays after mm. quite a lot of time without having holidays, uh, pushing myself to, you know, why it's so important, I cannot leave, uh, how can I leave the gym, uh, these type of things that happened to me at least uh, in the past a lot. Um, I decided to go to a retreat with the mindfulness, uh, the, the Massachusetts University. So that mm -hmm. was the beginning of my experience uh, of mindfulness. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, and if you, you know, I'm, I'm holding the book in front of me, and there's there's definitely more pages about your your story and what you got into it, how you got into it. So it, it's fascinating. Uh, definitely recommend the readers to read more about. Estella and her journey. Um, and then kind of fast forward, Estella, because you you did the retreat, then you did training, mm -hmm. then you started getting kind of more involved um, with the community in, in IBM, etc. And you mentioned the word police as well. And I know you're doing some stuff now with the, with the police or the bomb squads or something. So yeah, kind of fast forward a little bit to what started happening then. And then how did the the book start coming about? Uh, so the first the first thing that came up when I started introducing my practice, which by the way, if someone is hearing us and is having challenges to introduce the mindfulness practice in their life, to mm -hmm. make it a habit, look, I can completely understand you because it took me years i tell you to practice meditation daily mm. so i totally understand that so that process was long i experienced how uh, well the practice was doing to me and to my life and to my teams and to the people that i was connecting with um and then i shared i, I thought i'd like to share this this story with with the with the with people that may be interesting about mm -hmm. um and also i thought about the the teams that i the people that i were that i was working with um because i thought that could be interesting for them so i wanted to write a book but i didn't i didn't take any action uh, around it until uh, we had the pandemic <laughs> And with the pandemic, I was, I, I took a lot of time to really deepen in my practice, a lot. Um, and I, I remember me practicing, um, the idea of why meditating, it was coming once and again and again and again. And I was sustaining that question. And, um, and you know, the why of is good for my health. Is good for my body, um, the pressure, the, the everything. You know, all the physical proofs that we have that mindfulness is great. None of these answers seem seem to me like the real the real reason why I mm -hmm. should 
meditate, right? Like all this was important, but it wasn't something that it was connecting with something real inside me. Um, so I continued my practice and I remember coming so clearly to me, kind of a voice in my ear or, or an image even uh, with the name, the mindful response. Mm -hmm. The mindful response. Why do we need to practice the mindful response? Um, and it came in English like that. Um, mm -hmm. It was clear the structure suddenly, quickly, the structure of the book and how was going to be the book. So that was the reason how the book came up. And, uh, and then once it was there, I said, how I'm going to share it at home with the little one, because my, my son was uh, two years old, one, mm -hmm. one year and something old. So how I'm going to share with my husband and my family that now I want to write a book uh, with all the work that I'm doing in IBM, they are going to, I mean, they are going to think that I'm crazy. But it was just the other, the other way around. They came to me, they supported me, they said, if that's what you think you need to do and you saw it that clearly, mm. we are going to support you. And that's how I wrote the book in Spanish that is called La Respuesta Consciente. Mm -hmm. And of course, there it was depending, depending task that is, look, this title came to you in English, so this needs to go in English. Uh, so it, it's not only valid to, to have it in Spanish. So that's where I really got a mm. additional great, great support. Uh, publishing the book in Spanish was amazing. I had so many people reading, beta readers that were reading the book before it was launched. Um, I was uh, recording myself, all the meditations, everything, but then how do I do it in English? And I knew inside me the book needed to, needed to be in English. So I, that's where all the IBM community was very, very helpful. And our dear Patrick, which we have here today, uh, and, and always, right? It was uh, an amazing support. So I shared the first translation made by the translator, the professional translator. I shared it with uh, some people in the community, those that wanted to participate, also with Patrick. Um, they provided great, great feedback, which, by the way, generated the second edition of the book in Spanish because I thought it didn't it didn't make sense to have different books or sm small pieces that were different in in the version in Spanish and English. And, and Patrick was doing all the recording then. After all this process, we went into an amazing process of proofreading and editing the book because the language that I was using, it wasn't mm -hmm. the best for all the English speaker community. community. So, so it was a huge piece of work that I'm so glad that we have. It took us um, almost uh, one year, mm -hmm. two years, one year of of work, of course, com combining this work with the IBM role that I have, but uh, it's been an amazing journey, really. Thanks a lot. I want nice. to take this time to, to say thanks <laughs> to all the, the people that has been supporting and that I know is supporting the book. Patrick, especially, he gave great points uh, to the book. Like, for example, you are going to see the um, 
Trievs, you know, the fight, fight, uh, and freeze responses. Mm -hmm. And, and we added two more, uh, mm -hmm. to that. Uh, that was amazing input, for example, from Patrick. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot for making it happening. Nice. And it's actually not only a book in itself, but it's almost like a, um, a, um, kind of a, a course, right? Yeah, something that, it is. so it, it's not something like, it's not only a story, but is no. it's, it's divided in, in weeks. And who is getting this book as an opportunity to get guided into the mindful world, let's say, right? Totally. And actually, if you look up the subtitle of the book mm -hmm. in English, it says lessons, studies and practices toward responsible leadership with mindfulness. Yeah. These lessons, stories and practices, uh, it was a great idea that uh, Patrick, I don't know if you remember, but that came from you because the the subtitle of the book in Spanish is mm -hmm. your radical change toward responsible leadership with mindfulness. And, and I thought it was a very, uh, it was really reflecting the content of the book, the subtitle lessons, stories and practices, because it's really a method. It's a seven week pro uh, program where people can follow different steps to understand not only the science behind mindfulness, but also integrate formal and informal practices. Um, there, there are so many exercises uh, reflect on to reflect, mm -hmm. uh, to, to do some journaling about that I think help us to connect deep with our purpose, with our reasons why, you know, why do we do we want to to practice and it's very interactive so you're gonna find the book full of qrs and those are for you to be able to listen to the meditations that patrick has recorded in english mm. and at the end of each chapter you're gonna find a uh, keys uh, of the the key elements of the of the chapter where you can reflect these were the topics that we talk about some exercises and some exercises at the end of the week to reflect how was my work. Mm -hmm. And look, do not get frustrated if reading the book is one thing, uh, actually performing, uh, practicing everything that it says in the book is a long life journey. I take myself the book and I repeat the exercises that I have there every time is going to be different. So mm. I hope it really uh, do not get frustrated at the beginning. It's, it's tougher, it's more brain focused, is to give you data about mindfulness. I don't share that much about me, my experience of others. Um, but as long as they move on through the book, mm. um, things start softening a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. I so, encourage you to to read to start. Some people is starting the book at the end. If that's something that you what, want to uh, do, you can also do it. What are your <laughs> wishes for the readers? Like, what what is it, the the goal you think you you want to get out of the book? I like to open a window of, of possibilities. Um, I think that where our true freedom as human being mm. is, is in the opportunity that we have to respond and not to react 
to what it happened. There is a lot of suffering in the world. Mm. Um, and I think we have a window open there waiting for us to decide how do I want to choose to respond to what is happening in life for the best, for me and for the rest, right? And, and is that thing of put your own mask first when you are in the airplane, right? When you are flying, put your, your mask first and then to the rest. I think the world need, need us, need leaders that are taking care of themselves, get to know themselves and say, how can I serve society from an authentic way, right? Like sometimes we mm -hmm. have so many masks that we wear when we are in the office. And some people, many people, when I deliver my class, uh, my, you know, I support groups in mindfulness, they tell me, you know, if, if people see me when I at work and they see me when I, I am with my friends, they could see two different people. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not the same person. And I think, that's something that uh, we need to allow ourselves to break. Like we can be ourselves wherever we are. We can do more than what we think we can do. And sometimes, most of the time, what we do uh, is important to do it from a different place. Mm -hmm. um, um, and that different place, it really comes uh, with the mindfulness practice. Um, the understanding of ourselves to better understand the others as well and how we relate with others. Long story, maybe, <laughs> but I want to serve. If this opened the window to people, um, that's more than enough. Well, we definitely want to <clears throat> bring it to Kendrell to, to you know, try you having uh, the lead in, in teaching the protocol, um, the seven weeks. I, um, I'm, I'm looking through the book as you're talking, and I, I really like your emphasis on writing and journaling and, and all that stuff. And, and I was kind of curious, why so much emphasis on, on the writing, on the journaling, on the contracts with yourself, et cetera? Um, it was the first step for me. Uh, mm. As I tell you, it was challenging to introduce the practice, but before even I knew, mindfulness was something that was existing, right? I, I always loved, and I think when we hear ourselves, we can get our answers, right? What is, it seems to be true for us and, and, and helpful for us. So I always loved writing, uh, always, since I was a little kid, since I was spelling incorrectly every word, I loved writing. Um, and when I moved to the UK, I had a very important period in my life. It happened when I, when I was relocated with IBM, by the way, I was relocated from Spain to the UK. And I started working there. And you know, when all these great things that happen in your life, uh, everything that you that I was wishing for uh, happened, and then I found that I was really sad. I didn't have energy. 
that things were not happening as I was expecting. Um, at that point in time in my life, the only thing that helped me a lot, it was, of course, relationship with people, important people that came up in my life, but it was just taking an empty notebook and start writing what it was happening that I couldn't really recognize. So I just started throwing all the words without judging it. So it's a real mindfulness practice. I was just throwing everything to the paper. And that helped me a lot to understand what I was going through. So at that point in time, I think I wouldn't have been able to just stay and sustain the breath. That would have been far too challenging for me. But I was able to say, look, I was having kind of a conversation with myself. It's, tell me, tell me about you, Estela. Nobody's going to judge you. Tell me what is happening. And I just let everything to go through that. And I continue doing that. I con So if you see, this morning I woke up. First thing I did, practice meditation directly in the bed. I think uh, I was there for 35 minutes, more or less. Next thing, can you see what? Journaling. For those that are gonna just listen to the to the to the audio in this mm. podcast, so Show, showing it's a real. A I'm journaling, and I'm showing a journal, and I I practice every day mm. journaling. So it's so important for me, and that's the reason why I share it because it helped me to organize some things that I want to do, some things that I. Uh, that are stuck somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the reason why there is a lot of emphasis on that, because it's huge uh, for me. And also, we know the science around it, right? Writing by hand, uh, it helps us to really connect with ourselves. Mm. So. And also our memory is, is not the best, right? It's not like the hard drive, really. It's always fluctuating and moving, so it's hard to, uh, you know, even few weeks distance, we uh, we don't get everything, right? If you write it down, it's different. You you know who was yourself at that time. That's more, right? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> true. I, I don't usually read the journals. Um, but I, when I started writing the mindful response, I I read the first journal, this one that I told you, uh, when I didn't know what to do. So yeah. actually, if you if you look at the journal, you will see the first part. There were three, four pages that it was uh, sexisma. <laughs> so I was using sexisma, and I started a training on sexisma. So I took three, four pages on sexisma, and then the rest it was journaling my life and talking about what it was happening so uh, that notebook changed the purpose <laughs> it stopped being a, um, a sexisma thing uh, a lean opportunity but uh, a lean opportunity towards myself to lean in <laughs> 
uh, I had actually a final question about the book as well that I think it's it's worth mentioning. So you mention a lot, particularly you know the, the whole time uh, talking about responsible leadership, right? So you know, from one side you there is mindfulness, there is the mindfulness practice, there is the journey, and so. On. But from the other side, you look at uh, responsible leaders to kind of shape the world, shape the planet, shape the future, shape their people. Um, why that? You know that kind of approach. Yeah, responsibility is something that it it, it comes to my mind once and again and again. And mm. I and I, uh, when I connected with my mindfulness practice, I also reconnected with that. Like, uh, I do have the responsibility. I need to assume the responsibility that I have towards my life because. It's me who is creating my life. Of course, there are so many things that are happening outside me which I cannot control. But it's my responsibility to deal with that in a way that is more uh, practical, intelligent, uh, sustainable for myself or for whatever is happening. And I like to talk about responsibility as well in this sense. The ability to respond. So... Mindfulness gives us that space in which we choose not to react, but what it is that response we want to give. So I like to talk about that leadership, which is leading our lives, which is I choose my, how do I want to, to deal with my own things, executing um, a responsibility towards myself, getting to know myself, self-knowledge, self-awareness, understanding my emotions. And then based on that, I can be responsible as well towards others. So how can I manage better communication mm -hmm. with others? How can I better make decisions? So that's the, the, responsibility that I want to share with people. Sometimes responsibility seems to be so heavy, right? But I want to talk about a responsibility that is more liberating and give us freedom than a responsibility that we have to, to carry, right? So that's, that's the, the vision of this responsible leadership. The leadership able to respond. Good. Okay, so uh, so today I think since we always bring a practice right to to our listeners, I think one of the practices today we can do today, Estella, is you can read us a little piece of the book, right, uh, the part that you like and anything, and everyone can just uh, you know uh, close their eyes and listen and practice active listening. Yeah, um, you know something that I that I sometimes do. Uh, when I have a book in my hands, it's just to open it and see what is the message that at this point in time the, books, the book has for me. Um, so it's a practice that I invite to our listeners, to the people that are listening to us, to, to simply do. And I think I'm going to do the same now. Let's see. When we do practices such as the body scam, many people say they experience a greater, a greater calm and feeling of security. 
others do not. Either way is right. There is no way you can practice mindfulness incorrectly. But remember that by practicing, you are creating new neural pathways. You are changing your brain structure. Neuroscience explains this clearly. Whatever we think, do, and pay attention to make changes in our brain structure. And I want to read one last thing, which says, observing the system, including everyone and everything. What to observe, whom or what to pay attention to, broadening your perspective little by little until everyone reaches you is the most important part of exerting your leadership. That is why mindfulness can be the only component on which to act. Everything is related. Nothing is isolated or separate. Mindfulness allows you to broaden your view of the world you live in, your view of the systems you are in, and that you pay attention to at every moment, from your internal system to your family, work team, department, organization, community, town, country. Broadening that view will allow you to consider even more perspective and to do so more wisely. Thank you. Pat, anything you want to share before we close? Oh, just also, um, as you mentioned in the beginning, Estella, thank you. Uh, Lele, thank you, Estella. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our communities. Um, you know, we're all holding this space and we're all creating a more mindful world. So hopefully we can all respond more mindfully. Thanks, Estella, for being here. Thank thanks you. to you. So thanks for sharing. And uh, thank everyone again as well from my side. And uh, I think I, I will, one, one thing I liked a lot what you put in the book, right, is a quote. Actually, actually, it's not your quote, but I really liked so much that says, life is a dance and mindfulness is what's in that dance. And that's beautiful. Thank you, everyone. And see you in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Keep dancing. Bye. <laughs>